welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kalen. How are you guys doing today? I am doing very well, just very tired. I had to work this morning, unfortunately, because it's Christmas Eve. Um, but I've had, other than getting up super early after getting off work the, the, the night last night, super late, um, I, it, it's been a, it's been a better day. Um, we did Christmas over at my mom's boyfriend's. Um, so it was just like games, a little bit of a gift exchange and, and stuff like that. Um, and then tomorrow's Christmas. So uh, also Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, but tomorrow it's Christmas with me, my mom and my brother. Uh, so we're going to do that. Then later on, we're going to have my mom's boyfriend, his kids, uh, my grandpa, and I believe one of my aunts come over and we're going to do Christmas dinner. We're going to put on like a couple Christmas movies. We're going to play games. Um, and then Sunday, um, I have my family Christmas, which is the, my Davis family Christmas. So all my aunts, uncles, cousins, my grandpa, um, we're all getting together on my aunt's houses and doing our big family Christmas. So I don't even want to know how many of us are going to be at this this year. I don't know. I, my family's fucking huge. It's it's not even funny at this point. Um, I think, oh God, the, I, I remember I was younger and uh, we we still have a uh, a family reunion at my aunt and uncle's house, who live in Genoa. And I think one year we had most of all the family there. Oh man, there's probably at least sixty people, and I think we still had more family that was supposed to be there. So like, as I said, my family's fucking huge. I'm excited. We uh for we don't do like a big gift exchange. Um, at my Davis family Christmas, we do a white elephant and, um, so this year, one of my aunts, they decided that it was going to be kitchen themed, but all of the gifts have to have a G rating because a lot of my younger cousins are going to be able to play. So, um, the youngest cousin that might be doing the white elephant is probably around like four. So definitely have to keep it like a very G rated. So I was at Walmart yesterday or not, maybe, yeah, yesterday. I don't know anymore. All the days are blending together. I think it was yesterday I was at Walmart and I was just getting some last minute gifts and I finally found something. So it had to be around, the gift that we were getting for the white elephant had to be around like $10. So I found like a $9 pan mixer and I said, you're it. So whoever gets my white elephant gift tomorrow it, or Sunday um, is going to get a very nice hand mixer. So lately I have been watching a lot of Modern Family and it's not a, really a show that I got into all that much when it was actually on air. So I, I'm going through, I think I'm still in the first season right now and I have died laughing so many fucking times. It's not even funny anymore. It is so good. Just 
just the character of Phil. Now, I think what made me really weary of watching it is, um, is it Ty Burrell? Is that who plays Phil Dunphy? I have to look at that, that up real quick. Yeah. Ty Burrell. He plays Phil Dunphy. And the first thing that I had ever seen him in was um, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. And he plays like the most assholey character ever in that movie. And I'm just like, oh God. Like I've seen this guy play like the ultimate asshole. So what's going to go on with this? And he is a phenomenal fucking comedic genius i absolutely love him in this um and just the way that he does his whole character is amazing and and he's been in like other films that i've seen that i didn't really know like Finding Dory. I absolutely love Finding Dory. It is such a good movie. Love Finding Nemo. I think I was in like I was in middle school for sure when Finding Nemo came out. I think I was like seventh grade and me and my friends we would be sitting at the um the lunch table and we would just keep singing Just Keep Swimming. If that doesn't tell you how much of a nerd I was in school, like, I wasn't even, I wasn't really one of the really, like, smart nerds, I guess you would say. I was more of the, I don't know what I would actually classify myself for, like, what, what I was in high school. Like, yeah, I played sports, but I was in choir I um and I didn't really play like I I ran track that was a popular sport yes but I also played soccer which was very new to the school and just looked down on by quite a few of the teams especially the football team because so what was it my my junior year of high school, like my sophomore or junior year, um, we went from having a grass football field to turf. Now we were the first um, high school in our conference that had turf football or, or turf field. So um, they, when they were putting down the turf, they also put in not only football lines, but soccer lines. So we had games on the soccer field and the football team would get pissed being just like, that's our field and, and all of this. And, um, they would sometimes practice on our practice field, which is fine. As long as they didn't go on to our game field, which we sometimes did play on depending on if, um, we had a game when there was a football game going on and there's one day we were, I, we were pissed off at the football team because it, we had rain pretty good. So the field was muddy and soccer cleats and football cleats, cleats are very different, especially by how much the cleats go into the grass. So the, they destroyed 
this fucking practice field. It wasn't even funny. We like we had the hardest time doing anything in it. So Oh, I'm not bitter. I've been I really shouldn't be bitter. I've been out of high school for the last twelve, almost thirteen years, so I really should be over it, right? High school is a thing of the past. Right? Yeah, yeah. Alright, well, I'm not going to go down memory lane anymore, but we are going to get into our book. So, the book that we have this week is Forever and Ever Omen by Ashley Amy. Now, this is the eighth and final book of the series. Our characters are Octavia, Lear, Wren, Aster, Belle, Bo, Milo, Lucius, Ember, Jane, Fallon, Faye, Jayla, Joy, Raven, Lilith. Now, this book... Um, basically like the second half of it is two years after the birth of their children and there's flashbacks. So we're going to go through all the flashbacks before we get to what's going on in present day. So then, um, cause it's very jarring to try to talk about it while, um, going back and forth. So we the we're gonna start out with for when um Octavia first found out that she was pregnant. Now she was pissed. And the first thing that she does is she Googles how to castrate a bull, which I recommend I did not Google it, but I recommend not Googling it. Um and she is planning on doing this to the horseman. So she goes to find Manny. Now Manny is still learning the ways of basically how to be human. Uh, meaning when they walk into the room he is butt ass naked, jerking off, and he turn and he hears the door open and he's in like a swivel chair. So he's turns towards everyone while still jerking it. So that's it's something that he's still learning that he can't do. Um so she's just like, "Hey, when you're finished, can you go find let him the horseman of death?" And he goes, "All right." And he just like works it to the max, splooshes everywhere and goes to find death. So when he, when death gets there, like Octavia's hormones are fucking all over the place. And it's, it's, there's one point in here where she is getting pissed off at Bo and she almost stabs him and is like horrified of that she'd done that. And Rin calls her crazy, which. Yes, she was acting crazy. She was acting psychotic. But you just can't call a woman that because her hormones are going a little insane at the moment. That's just... I, 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 I don't know. I could be wrong in this. I, I've never been pregnant, don't have kids, so I don't know exactly what your hormones go through when you're pregnant. I know with my sister... Um, one of the reasons that, that they took a test was because, so 
as I said before, my sister and her husband, they live out in California. They're in San Francisco. And they came home last summer for like a month and a half. And uh, so they're home. And the first thing that they do is they go to a Dairy Queen. Because they're, they're staying at my brother-in-law's parents' place. And so they go to Dairy Queen. Because I guess there's not one around them. Or if there is, it's like super expensive. So they go to Dairy Queen. They're heading back. And my sister, she usually orders the same kind of ice cream no matter where she goes. It's always chocolate ice cream with, and, and that's going to be a blizzard with, um, fuck, what is it? Uh, cookie dough. So a cookie dough blizzard with chocolate ice cream. And they messed up her order, so she started bawling. Now, this is not something that my sister normally does with ice cream, but they knew something was going on. Anyway, so after this, she decides she wants to be alone. This is when Dev finds her. They talk outside, and she's she voices her concerns to him, saying, I don't want to be a mom. I'm afraid I'm going to fuck them up, which she didn't really, while growing up, she didn't really have the best uh, mother figure. Yes, her mom did the best that she could trying to keep them uh, uh, safe basically so then they couldn't be found and that's why the drugs and alcohol came into place so they talk about all their fears and 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 she voices that and this is what death tells her you're having the reason that you are pregnant right now is because the the daughters that she's going to have are going to be the replacement for the horsemen. Now that kind of throws her for a minute. Not not that her daughters are going to be play be replacement for the horsemen, but that it's going to be daughters. So he tells her anyone that is of the Pandora line that can only have girls or they physically cannot have boys. So she looks at him and goes, you know, you lied to me. You told me that whatever the deal that we made, I wouldn't get hurt. Well, childbirth hurts. And he goes, okay, you got me there. So he now owes her a debt. So now they're at their, um, now the next flashback that they have is the ultrasound. Now she is around three, four months. And while having the ultrasound, they find out that she has is having three babies. Now she is, I, I guess when you have multiples, like, yeah, you are going, your stomach is going to be bigger because of that. And, uh, the nurse that they had did not believe her when she said that she was having, or that she was only three to four months along. And like, and, and, it also did not help that this nurse was flirting with Aster. So, uh, you have to remember, her emotions are all over, all over the place. And Aster winks at the nurse. And already, she does not feel beautiful. She feels fat. She doesn't feel pretty. Like, all these different things are going, are, are going on with her. And the guy, and, and Aster giving... 
someone a little bit of attention with a wink. And yes, that's just how he is. He is the demon of lust. And there is certain things that he will always do. And, and does he mean to be super flirty with everyone? No. It's just how his personality is. So they have a little bit of a, a talk about, but by the end of it, like she goes full ham on this nurse because this nurse like blows a kiss to Aster and she's fucking had it with this lady. So she goes on her, starts swinging, starts yelling at her, saying that she's having three babies. And the doctor's just like, hey, you need to respect both Octavia and the men that are with her because um, they're her husbands. Now this nurse looks like she just, just does not give a shit. So we are finally at the birth of the babies and she they're kind of sitting around, her water breaks, and they rush to the hospital. Now the doctor that they have is not a demon but has worked with other demons giving birth so he knows kind of like the internets and everything and he isn't going to blabber to everyone about it. And like she's yelling that she wants drugs. Well, what she finds out to what she finds out is um, a demon's labor progresses faster than a human, so there's no time for the drugs. So she is now giving birth. Now the first um, the first baby that is born, her name is Raven Lilith. Now this is Ren's daughter. Um, and he can smell off on, and he can smell alpha on her. And like, it's just, um, so we know that she will be like basically the alpha of the group. So the next daughter that is born is Milo and Lucius's. But the thing is, this baby is not crying and the nurses are rushing her out of the room. Bren goes with her now. We find out that this baby had a brain aneurysm, but because of Ren's abilities and gifts and of being an alpha, he was able to save the baby. But due to where the aneurysm was, um, this child is going to grow up mute. So the aneurysm was in the frontal lobe and that controls the um, vocal cords. But they named this baby Fallon Faye. Next to be born is Belle and Beau's daughter, Emperor Jane. And there's a surprise fourth baby as well. This baby is Aster and Lear's daughter who they named Jayla Joy. And all the guys, they talk and they all have all decided that all the baby's last names are going to be Clark. Now, when the girls are around three months, Octavia is feeding Fallon and she is thinking about how hard the world is going to be for Fallon because of her being mute. And, and, and Milo comes in there and, because he's looking to see if she is done feeding Fallon and, he he tells her because he sees that she's worried and they do talk about it and he's just like she's going to be fine they're going to be by her side they're not going to let anything happen to her 
So what they are doing as a family and what they're teaching other family and friends to do is ASL American Sign Language. Milo also has an idea to have her use a dry erase board to communicate. For anyone that doesn't know sign language, she can just write on the dry erase board, hold it up, and they can read that. So now we are at the girls' birthday party. And everything is going pretty good. You have... Um, Fiona and Fiona, Lou, and Gareth who show up with their kids. So Lou gave birth to a girl named Gail and Fiona gave birth to a boy named Ren. So technically they're somewhat twins. It, well, they call them twins. They just have different moms. Same dad. And next comes Kara who is also like this really good friend with with Octavia and Lou, um, she also has twin boys and all the guy and, and, and all the girls are talking about how they can't believe that they're all two and, and it's just reminiscing on that part. But out of nowhere, they hear this weird cracking sound. So if you remember in the last book, Daisy, who is um, Octavia's dragon familiar, um, was um, banged by all of the guys' familiars. So she had laid eggs. Uh, they had not hatched yet, but they are finally hatching. And out comes these, out of the eggs comes these creatures. And it's a cross between and it's cross between owls, parrots, and dragons. So it's probably some really funky looking creatures. So after the, the birthday party, the girls are going to go stay the night with the grandparents, and so this is going to give the guys and Octavia some much needed time together. And Octavia's tired and it's very understandable with being a stay-at-home mom with basically what is it um quad fuck I know it's twins triplets and quadruplets maybe is the word I'm thinking of um but but she's got four girls that she's looking after and what we find out is that the girls wear these metal bracelets now these metal bracelets are something that they have to wear and the reason that they have to wear this is because when they turned a year old they got all their magic so what this bracelet does and it was given to her by death and the other horsemen is it um suppresses their magic before for Octavia had to deal with all of their magic and and everything else so with having these dampeners on it were it it's very helpful and it gives the girls a little bit of a more normal no I don't want to say normal a more um basically it gives the girls a childhood where they're not going to accidentally blow anything up um so we find out that 
when the girls are of learning age, that they are going to be starting their training with the horsemen. Raven is going to be trained by death, Ember by war, Jayla by pestilence, and Fallon by famine. So, as you remember, Octavia has a debt that is owed to her by death. So she's just like, this is the debt. I, I'm collecting my debt and this is what I want. So what she wants is for the Shadow Men to have a life. And the, I mean, they'll still be used when they're, when they're needed and when they're called on. But they do not have to basically not exist. So death is just like, fine, we'll do this, but I need you to come to the Shadowlands to help me get everything in place. So we're going to be gone for a couple days. So she makes sure it's okay with the guys. Um, so she knows it'll only take a couple days in the Shadowlands means like one day at least in on Earth, basically, or in this reality. And so she's just like, are you guys sure this is something that I can do? She's talking to all of her guys about this. And they're just like, we got this. So the guys are going to be in charge of the daughters, which is something that they've never really done before. So the next morning, everything turns out fine, but it just fucking turns in a heartbeat. Lily had texted the guy saying that she've got to put the bracelets back on the girls, meaning they have full use of their magic. Now, Aster is changing Jayla's diaper. And he thinks that he has a, um, a, basically a bad diaper, meaning he can't find the, I guess you could call it like a wing, I don't know, the tabs. He can't find the tabs for the diaper. He thinks it's a, um, a, um, um, I don't know what word I'm trying to think of, but it's not coming to me, like a, um, just functional diaper. Turns out he was just holding it wrong, but he's, while he's on the phone with customer service, he has his back turned to Jayla, which is something that is always a no-no with any child, especially one that can move. So when he turns back around, she's gone. She is gone. And he finds her in the kitchen playing in a 25 pound bag of flour and he thinks it's cute but then remembers Octavia's gonna come home and doesn't want her to find the mess and then Jayla stands up and she pees in the flour and Aster is holding the diaper in her hand so she is naked no pants right now and things are just going worse from there and the guys don't realize the braces are something that they need. They didn't really pay attention when Octavia first told them about it. Um, and and it's, it's really costing Ren. So Raven is... Octavia had told Ren that Raven's beast or dragon was something that she has never seen before and Ren gets to see this up close and personal so she so so Raven is going for cookies like she's crawling all on the counter getting into drawers and cabinets looking for cookies but 
Ren has him and he's telling her no. So she shifts into a dragon and is like laser focused and is like burning his, like shooting flames and burning his feet. So Bo is like seeing all this and is kind of just like, what the fuck am I just looking at? And he yells as he's walking past, um, like right behind Raven. Just He goes, just give her the cookie. So Ren gets a cookie. He gives it to Raven, hides rest of his cookies in his boxers, which is the only article of clothing that he's wearing until give, as he gives her the cookie, he says he's out, but he, he's got no more cookies, but as he moves, the bag crinkles, and she gets laser focused on the sun. You kind of know how that is. Dogs are kind of like that. And gets laser focused on the sound. She goes in like, like, laser focus on where she heard that crinkle. Shoots fire at it. Burns the boxers. Burns the bag of cookies, and also burns his dick. So, he's not having a good day. Bo and Belle, they're watching Ember play, and she's she's a cute little girl with her playing, and then it takes a very horror movie-like turn. So, she's playing, she's got a little toy horse, she's banging it with a hammer, saying, I will save you, but then she goes, and like it's like a small bang, and then she's just fucking going and wailing on this thing and like breaks it apart and shrugs and says you died so she starts doing this with another toy and the guys are kind of like looking at her looking at each other going what the hell is going on then she realizes the guys are in the room so then she asks Bo to play with her and he goes and he does and she looks at him she goes daddy hurt or something like that or no that he's broken and she takes the hammer and nails him right in the damn balls so he's out for the count now Lear and Aster they're sitting on the couch going like fucking wondering how Octavia does all this and they then hear Jayla start laughing so they're just like oh fuck so they find her and she has a diaper on, but her diaper has not been changed in quite a while. And there's flies all around her. And once they start killing the flies, she starts crying. And then they're just like, well, maybe the flies have something to do with the power the horseman has given her. Or the, the horseman power that she has. Now, Lucius is having a hell of a day with Fallon. Mainly because... so. So Fallon not only has the power of the horsemen that she is going to take over, but she's also part Banshee. So she is like a special type of Banshee where she can basically turn herself invisible. And when she does this, no one can find her because she can't talk. Remember, she's mute. Now she has a very distinct laugh, which is a hiccup. So Lucius is, is freaking out and can't find her, is trying to get her to show herself. And this is when Milo comes home and Milo kind of looks around, sees him and, and sees Lucius and was just like, what's going on? And he start he tells her like, 
he completely loses it, starts crying. He tells her, I feel like I'm failing my daughter. And Milo's asking what all this is about. And he and Lucius is just like, what if we can't protect her? What if she's bullied? And Milo is comforting him while there's a knock on the door and in comes Tyre. And Tyre is, it, it's been about three years since he was saved from, um, from Sal. So he's still a little bit skittish with people, but he's getting better at it. And right when he comes in the door, Fallon turns visible is on the ceiling, starts to fall, and Tyre's the one who saves her. And they're just kind of, like, looking at each other, and they're, like, staring at each other in this very fascinating way. So, Bo and Ember, they're having now a story time. Now, Ember is, now, granted, they're, the kids are two. Ember is the one that's reading the story. Now, she is very smart for her age, and... After reading a little bit, she turns, she looks at Lucia, or she looks at Bo and asks what a cock is, and this throws him for a fucking loop, and he goes, where did you hear that? Turns out, he has erotica under his bed, and Amber got into it, and was reading it, and now is wondering what a cock is, and why the book says cocks are the best, and now she wants one. And he's trying to tell her that they're just talking about a rooster but you can tell she doesn't believe that and we also find out she has some soothsayer abilities meaning that she can see the future because she tells them that um mom's going to be home soon now octavia does come home from the shadowlands we find out that all the shadows are very happy to actually be able to walk around and everything else so she gets into the house she hears this panicked voice from Bo telling everyone that she's going to be home soon now that she's back out of the Shadowlands um she now has service on her phone she finds out that her mom had forgotten forgotten to um put the bracelets on the girls so she's kind of looking over everything and she sees Bo and Ren sitting on the couch. Both of them have ice packs on their crotches. Aster is laying down exhausted. Lucius' eyes are rim red. Milo's making dinner. Belle is just able to give a limp smile and Lear comes out of nowhere, hugs her, telling her that she's so sorry that they never understood why she had a tired day with the girls. Milo informs her that they also hired a nanny to help with the girls. Now, at this point, the guys have been cussing around the girls. And the kids, and, and all kids, and once they start talking, become fucking sponges. So anything that you say, they will repeat. So Raven is saying, oh shit. Jayla starts saying, what the fuck? And this pisses Octavia off because she has told them, told the guys multiple times to watch their mouth. And she goes off on them. She's just like, do you remember the time when I left and I went to the Shadowlands and I took the girls with me and I, and then I came back like a day or so later. And that they're just like kind of vaguely. And so she tells them about the bracelets, about what 
um, all the bracelets mean. And she's just like, you guys need to pay better attention to not only my issues, but the issues that I have with the girls. Because we have to be equals in this. And the guys are just like, we're so sorry, we're going to do better. And they have to because they are all going to run hell for eternity. And that is the end of the book. This book, it, we get to see a different side of the guys. We get to see a guy, uh, the side, the guys are not in control of anything whatsoever. They think they are, and then it's turned on their head so fucking fast. And I think it's good that we get to see these, the guys in this sort of light, and we see Octavia coming in and and basically telling them this is how everything's going to go from now on because they can't be who they used to be anymore they're fathers they have children they need to learn to listen now they just can't go off and react with whatever they want to anymore that's not how life's going to go they've got four daughters they have to look after and they have to listen to things about their daughters, about the mother of their daughters, and and everything else like that. So the guys are learning that everything's not going to be as simple anymore. They can't just live with their heads in the clouds and expect everything to be neat and ordered any neat and orderly anymore. So I, I like this about this book. And it, it brings this basically era of the series all together. And it really confirms a relationship between Octavia and the guys more. It really cements it. Um, if you want to learn more about the girls, there are four more books out. Um, they are the... I believe they are called Daughters of the Ape. Um, I think I have not read them yet. But I believe they are from when the girls are like 18 or 19 years old. So you get a continuation. As far as I know, there's four books. One book for each of the daughters. So I, I, I don't know much more else than that. I think this book draws everything in from the first book to now. It, it, it really draws everything in and, and brings it to a good close for that chapter of, of, the, of the, really the eighth transgressor series. Now, yes, there's a little bit more of an add-on, but it'll be a little bit different. I believe you'll still get some of the same characters. But it'll focus more on the daughters than on the parents. Um, do, 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 do. I don't know. All in all, rate it. If I were to rate this, rate this entire series, ten out of ten. You've got action. You've got adventure. You've got very very sexy scenes. You've got funny things going on. You've got everything that you want in this and it is amazing. So I don't really think there's too much else that needs to be said, but we are now going to pick our next book.
So while I stir around um, our suggestions, I'm going to tell you where you guys can find me. You guys can find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Not Your Normal Books Podcast. You can also email me any book suggestion, any thoughts, feeling, any questions that you guys have for me. You can do that at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Instagram with those same questions. Um, please, as always, please, please, please rate, subscribe, and review. Every little bit helps other people find this podcast. So without further ado, our next book and or series is the Hymn Series by Serena Bowen and Ellie Kennedy. It's either L or Ellie. Um, this is a three book series. Now the third book is technically a novella, but it will work. Um, so that is what we'll be reading next. And I will see you all next week.